Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani coming to you from New York City. And uh, I want to tell you that like uh, my uh, colleague and good friend Greg Kelly, who I was listening to um, during the time that uh, the discussion of the Potter verdict was uh, was going on. Um, I'm in a state of shock. I mean, I, I um, I'll tell you my analysis of it quickly, and then we'll get to everything else. I mean, I, simple fact: he was behind the wheel of a car trying to escape from the police. The car is a potential murder weapon. But I don't know who do, do cars kill more people or guns. I don't know. Uh, cars kill, sure, sure, uh, but isn't the fact that neither cars nor guns kill people, right? People do, using the guns or the cars. I'm pretty certain that over this holiday, many, many, uh, many or more children are going to die from cars than they are from from uh, um, um, Omicron. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Fauci should have nobody driving this weekend. But the reality is, when that police officer pulled up, she was the second one in. He had already resisted the other police officers. So what she sees is a is a uh, a fleeing felon uh, behind the wheel of a murder weapon. And uh, and and had she shot him, I I'd have defended her. I mean. Uh, what? She's supposed to let him drive that car like a madman through the streets of Minneapolis? Uh, so he could kill people in his attempt to escape? People should just be allowed to escape the police? I mean, this is, this is, where, where are we? Where are we? I mean, this doesn't even happen in communist countries. They try to have war and order. I mean, this is, this is chaos land. I mean, let the criminals rule. Uh, I, I don't know, and I think the judge, the judge, uh, you know, pushing the jury to come to a verdict. I mean, there's a woman's life at stake here. And it's clear; it is clear as a bell that it wasn't deliberate. And the question is the, the the degree of mistake that she made. Well, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download the 77 WABC app to listen and stay informed everywhere you go. Uh, and, uh, you know, later on, you give me a call and uh, we'll, we'll talk on the uh, Tunnels and Towers Foundation hotline. You call it 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Call me on the Tunnels and Towers Foundation hotline and support America's military and first respond to hear- heroes. This is the time of year to do it, you know. Donate $11 a month to the Tunnel of the Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. So back, back to this case. So she gets convicted on both manslaughter counts. Now, uh, first of all, I have a very, very big problem from the point of view of jurisprudence, which is legal philosophy, really, the philosophy of the law, with the idea of uh, crimes being unintentional. 
So when I went to law school, my professor of criminal law, Graham Hughes, was an Englishman, and a lot of my legal training in criminal law, which I think was very, very uh, useful, came from the common law. Because we don't have a common law like they have in England. We have a lot of statutory law, particularly the criminal law is passed by the legislature. In England, particularly before the modern era, the laws were really made by the judges as they decided cases. So there's a big distinction between criminal law, which is one area of the law, and tort T-O-R-T law. So tort law, which is a course you take in your first year of law school, is really the law of negligence. It's the law of personal injury. It's, um, you know, there are two, two major causes in the first year of law school. One is torts and the other is contracts. Contracts is agreements between people and uh, redress when people break them so you can be put back in the position you were in before. Torts is... Um, Civil redress for wrongs that are less than a crime, and the usual distinction at common law making a crime is intent. So if a person, if a person legally has a gun on them, right, falls down, and the gun goes off and accidentally kills someone, they haven't committed murder because murder requires intent. Uh, and it's only modern law that has developed an area of uh, unintentional homicide or uh, unintentional manslaughter, which means you were more than negligent. If you're just negligent, it is not a crime. You have to be more than negligent. So they use the word reckless. And... We're talking about a very, very difficult distinction for a jury to make. And you don't want difficult distinctions when people's lives are at stake and liberty is at stake. When we have a situation where it is crystal clear that the shooting was unintentional, it was a mistake, either one that you can understand or one that you regard as reckless. And I don't know what's reckless about this. She made a mistake as to which side her firearm was. Now, I, here's what I'd like to know, and maybe this was in the trial and I didn't follow it. How often has this woman shot? How often in her career as a police officer has she had to use her gun? So I had uh, four uncles who were cops. Boy, they had very different backgrounds. I had one, one uncle that I think shot his gun once in a 25-year career. And I had another uncle who had probably about 40 arrests. He was probably involved in 10 shootings. Now, police officers can have very different experiences, and they can either have great expertise in, in uh, the use of a weapon under emergency circumstances, where they're, um, after a while, their emotions become trained, right? But I don't, sometime you should go to one of these places. The FBI used to do this, and they used to do it with reporters, and they'd have them respond to 
they have them go in a room and then they have these uh, uh, people that were you know, like robbing or trying to rob something or do something or, and they'd respond and you can't imagine how often they would shoot an innocent person uh, misunderstanding or misinterpreting the actions as threatening. In this particular case, she did not misinterpret. Uh, uh, now, somebody should call, please call and uh, uh, tell me you disagree with this. But doesn't isn't this case over the minute the guy gets behind the wheel of the car and tries to drive away? Doesn't he have to be stopped? You can't stop him by pulling the car back. I mean, this isn't uh, this isn't uh, uh, some movie where you can do a, a street chase. You get somebody killed doing that. The minute he is using that car to flee the police, it becomes a deadly weapon. I'm sure not going to drive carefully. So I uh, find this verdict against the weight of the evidence. The judge appears to me to be a weak judge. Uh, not impressed at all with the judge. Got to say, impressed with the prosecutors as lawyers. I question their judgment in bringing the case because I think it was politically pressured. I think as a prosecutor, I would not have brought this case this should have been left to police discipline. Of course, she's gone, but police discipline and then civil redress. In other words, uh, a, a case for negligence against her by the family and let her pay for the damage done in the loss of life. I mean, we we, we do wrongful death and measure, uh, measure that all the time. And I, it would fit the category of a negligent homicide. And I do think this is a product of our times, of our, uh, of the of the dreadful prejudice we have against police officers, and the fact that when people look at a verdict like this, they say to themselves, "You can't win as a police officer." It's going to be my instinct as a police officer if I approach a situation and somebody is fleeing, and not just running away. But taking a, a, an instrument with them, a giant instrument with them that can kill people, it could be my instinct to shoot them. And this only happens because we've become a left-wing favor criminals do not give any breaks to innocent people and definitely go after cops anytime you can for any reason possible. This is a very, very bad verdict, and it's going to lead to even less police officers, and it's going to lead to some police officers not doing what they're supposed to do and not coming home. And that just isn't right. We're favoring the wrong people in society, and by doing that, we're enabling more and more crime. We wonder why we have the smash and grabs, because the criminals think they can get away with anything, and the cops are going to be blamed for it. Well, this Omicron thing is uh, Omicron thing is going to really, really kill New York's Christmas. It looks like business is down forty, fifty percent. Restaurants are down fifty percent. Uh, it's a shame because you have an article here in the Post 
that basically says it's it's a, it's a mild it's a mild situation. Omicron is likely to bring on a mild illness in most people. It's naturally milder than other variants. You know, I really do wonder. Uh, and, and then we have Fauci. We'll play a, we'll play that clip when we come back. But Fauci, I mean, you shouldn't. You, 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 you shouldn't go visit. If you're not vaccinated, you're not welcome in my house. Who the hell is he to tell me that? He's not welcome in my house because he's a big damn liar. He changed his position on hydroxychloroquine so that the company that gives his organization a fortune can make a lot of money. You can't fool me, you little weasel. You may be a scientist, but... Boy, you forgot being a scientist long ago, way back when you screwed up with AIDS. Why they don't out you, I don't get it. I don't get it. You got, you got a record uh, of having done this before. But the liberal media lets you get away with it because you're anti-Trump. And this guy's got a record that's unreal. And I, I tell you, the Kennedy book, Kennedy book rips him apart. And tell me that Kennedy is some kind of right-wing uh, uh, conspiracy guy. <laughs> Probably are going to accuse him of that. <sighs> In the worst terrorist attack to ever take place on American soil, 2,977 souls were lost. It was September 11, 2001, but in the face of horror, brave Americans responded. Many even stepped forward to enlist in our armed forces. Since then, more than 7,000 U.S. soldiers have made the ultimate sacrifice. Those heroes were part of the war on terror, America's response to 9-11. They fought for us. They never returned. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation honored those men and women who gave everything by reading their names aloud for the first time ever in a new annual ceremony. Tunnel to Towers is making sure their sacrifice is never forgotten. The Foundation Season of Hope runs from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. At least one mortgage-free home a day is being given away for 37 days to honor America's greatest heroes. Do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Well, I'm back with you. Uh, This is Rudy Giuliani. And um, we are going to um, we're going to take your calls in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you that on January 21st, 1980, gold hit a record, the highest in decades at eight hundred and thirty five dollars an ounce. It climbed to an astonishing twenty two hundred sixty two percent in a single year. So what was happening in January of 1980? Well, the Soviet Union had just invaded Afghanistan, Iranian radicals while holding U.S. hostages and embarrassing the United States and threatening their lives, inflation reached record highs, and the U.S. was being governed by a very weak president, uh, Jimmy Carter. Not as weak as this one, but weak. Folks, hindsight is not 2020, it's 1980. We're now facing runaway inflation, new threats from Russia and Iran, possible recession. <laughs> There's no Ronald Reagan to save us. But there's gold, monetary gold, is offering up to 5000 in gold on account for the first 25 callers at 1-888-204-2141. 
Monetary Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, a top five gold company ranking, and they've been around for two decades. Call them to see if you qualify for gold on account at 1-888-204-2141. Hindsight is not 2020, it's 1980. Call Monetary Gold right now. So if those of you who may be wondering about my voice, I do have a cold. I have been tested for uh, um, um, Omicron or COVID or whatever else there is, and I tested twice, actually, because the test is about 80% accurate, and I wanted to be sure. And not only that, but I have active, effective, uh, powerful antibodies. So uh, from what I can tell from my doctors, who I am supposed to discount because of Biden, my immunity is stronger than a person vaccinated. So exactly why would I want to be vaccinated? Well, I want two immunities. You can only have one. And, and the vaccine isn't, I mean, let's, be, let's face it, it's not much of an immunity. A lot of people get it who have the vaccine. The vaccine does have some side effects. Explain to me why. If my doctor tells me that my immunity is stronger than the vaccine they want to stick in my arm, that has some minor side effects, like every medicine does, why, why, why would I be forced to take it? Because there are about, I don't know, 50, 60 million of me, and he let us go, those companies are going to lose billions and billions and billions of dollars. So jab us for nothing. You know, just jab us. What the hell? What's another 40 million people jabbed? And some percentage of them will have something happen. Because there is a small percentage that have a very bad reaction to it. I, I don't get it. It's the reason why I consider them all a bunch of phonies, because they don't square with you. They don't tell you the truth. They don't tell you that natural immunity is a stronger immunity or as strong. They don't make exceptions of people with natural immunity, which they should, and not waste the vaccine because they're pulling in billions. And they're not telling you realistically that you shouldn't be, you know, jumping up and down and going crazy over Omicron. Uh, this holiday season, because there's a greater risk you're going to die in an automobile. So if you want to stay home, stay home. So now let's listen. Let's listen to the guy who's probably becoming the biggest idiot in America. Let's listen to once Dr. Fauci. I mean, I think we're dealing with a, a serious enough situation right now that if there's an unvaccinated person, I would say I'm very sorry, but not this time, maybe another time when this is all over. Who the hell are you? You've been wrong on everything. You're the same guy who told us that we, we, we didn't have to wear masks. For a month and a half, you told uh, Trump not to close down China. Well, China was sending people here to kill us. You're the guy who said that, oh, you can't imagine that the Chinese would be involved in this. Why would they want to kill their own people? Hey, moron, uh, China's killed more of its own people than any country probably in the history of the world. I mean, you're just a, you're just a, a complete weasel. I look at you and I get sick because you're such a liar. 
And I know your motives, pal. I can pick a guy like you out pretty fast. Hmm? And you love the fact that now you're taking something that should be dealt with. Well, actually, if you're really working on statistics and science, you should tell people that if you're going to have people over for Christmas and they're going to drive to your house, call them up and give them the statistics that they could die on the way to your house in an automobile accident. Because I'm pretty sure that's going to be greater than anybody dying from Omicron. Or maybe Fauci should ban driving on Christmas. And what they really should do, I guess, what they'd like is to ban Christmas because they all hate God. I mean, it's really, it's really, really, really pathetic. Let's go to Dennis in Massapequa, Long Island, New York. Merry Christmas, Dennis. Merry Christmas, Mr. Mayor. Thank you for all you do and have done. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Back to the jury trial, like you said, uh, did 34, 35 years in law enforcement. Most officers never have to use their firearm, thank God. And uh, I think this was just part of the war on police. Tell me, you were a police officer, Dennis? I was, yes, sir. Congratulations, and thank you for your service. And thank you for putting your life at risk for 35 years to protect me and my family. But... Tell me what's wrong with the analysis. So I'm a cop, right? Experienced or not. I show up. I see the, I see the criminal behind the wheel of the car, not stopping him, ready to drive away. Don't I, don't I have the right to assume that this is a dangerous weapon this person now has it in, under their control and they're going to drive through the streets like a madman and some kid could get killed? I would agree. I would also say this, Mr. Mayor, that um, where's the criminal intent here? She, she didn't intend to uh, to shoot him. She intended to taser him. And, okay, she made a very honest mistake, but it happens. Split-second decisions. Do you, think, do you think that if she had never said that taser thing, you think she'd have gotten convicted? Suppose she uh, she made the mistake, but she never never acknowledged it. She took out she took out a regular gun. She shot him. She realizes, oh my God, it's my regular gun. But what the heck? He was fleeing. I had a right to shoot him. What do you think? The jury just did what the, what the the uh, you know the left wants to hear and did that. I, I I'm going to ask you. I'm I'm guessing on appeal it's going to be over overturned. Do you agree? If they have a fair, you know, they, I mean, Greg is right. The judges aren't the same uh, type of judges we used to have. You look at these cases involving the mandate, the Republican judges, uh, the Republican judges enter temporary restraining orders, and the Democrat judges basically said, say, you know, you can, the president can mandate anything he wants. So assuming you have fair, honest judges, I think the case goes out as against the weight of the evidence because – I don't see how the guy running away or taking a car isn't perfect justification for her to tase him or shoot him. So she could have shot him and it would have, she wouldn't have been guilty. Second, there's no intent to kill anybody. That was obviously a mistake. And we're elevating tort law into criminal law for political reasons, which is terrible. It's the double standard that the Democrats have 
been pulling on us, you know. I used to warn about it. If they could do it to Reagan, they can do it to you. Well, they are doing it to you. When I visited Delta Rescue recently, I asked Leo, its founder, why they're the largest care for life sanctuary in the world. You know what he told me? He told me that people keep their pets on average for only two and a half years. So if he adopted out the dogs and cats that he rescued, in two and a half years they'd be, they'd be abandoned again. Or turned over to the pound where they, after a while, slaughtered them. So that's why we need Delta Rescue. Caring for up to 1,500 rescued dogs, cats, and horses at Delta Rescue costs a lot of money. And there's a full-time animal hospital right there, 365 days a year. And, uh, and you would be proud of it. Delta relies solely on donations from people like you and me to continue saving lives. I'd like you to help them by going to DeltaRescue.org slash Rudy and pressing the green Donate button. Please give us as much as your heart tells you to. That's DeltaRescue.org slash Rudy. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani welcoming you back to chat with the mayor. And uh, we're going to go back to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation hotline in a moment. Uh, but first, I want to give you a way to be a hero for the holidays. How about getting your loved one a new iPhone? That's right. Pure Talk has iPhone 12s starting at just $479 to the end of the year. And yes, they have the 13s too. Switch to Pure Talk. Get nationwide 5G coverage. Yep, the same coverage as any of the big ones. But the average family saves over $800 a year. There's no need to overpay for Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Plus, with Pure Talk's 30-day risk-free guarantee, you've got nothing to lose. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data is just $30 per month. And like I said, the iPhone 12, just $479 this month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan and phone that's right for you. Use their savings calculator to see exactly how much your family will save. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code WABC and save an additional 50 cents off your first month and save on a new phone. That's puretalk.com, promo code WABC. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. And I'm Rudy Giuliani, and with common sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution on Talk Radio 77 WABC. So I would like us to play a cut from our friend Ted Cruz, number 10. As long as we're slamming the weasel, let's get the two of the best, one of the two best slammers of the weasel, Ted Cruz, to say something about him. That's cut 10. The media lionizes protects and hides Dr. Fauci. Um, Listen, Dr. Fauci, in the course of COVID, has been systematically wrong over and over and over again. I don't know. And go back, go back to his history with AIDS. This guy's a repeat offender. He's a serial 
phony scientist. So let's let's see if we can get back to the Kim uh, verdict because I tell you, let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Rudy, I have a few things to say about this. First of all, you can't get away from this. This case eclipses any issue with COVID. This is a watershed moment in society. Because a little piece of scum that belonged in jail is dead, a conscientious police officer has had her bail revoked, and she is going to jail. One day is too much time for this. The simple question is, I'll phrase what you said a little bit differently. If she, Let's say she had shot him with the taser. We know sometimes people, accidents happen, people die from tasers. We had a case like that a year or two. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, uh, that's, that's right. There's a percentage that do, right. If that happened, if that happened, she wouldn't be guilty at all. So what are we left with? We left with the fact that she mistook her left hand from her right hand. That's not even negligence. That's an accident. That's an accident because there's not enough time for it. That's to a be good negligent. point. That's, I mean, I, I mean, yes. In a negligence trial, let's suppose they did, let's suppose they did the right thing. They didn't indict her, and the family sued her for negligence for wrongful death. There would be a good issue as to whether or not, I mean, the question is, did she act like a reasonable police officer under the circumstances? If she did, she's not guilty of negligence. If she didn't, she is. But you see how amorphous that standard is? So that's an okay standard if we're talking about money, but not if we're t- talking about taking somebody's liberty away. I think you're absolutely right, Larry. This is a... This is yet another indication of the double standard we have and how our criminal justice system isn't, uh, uh, isn't fair anymore. It has, it has protected people and it has people it wants to get. Andrew in Stanhope. Hey, what's, what's up, Rudy? Excellent analysis. And I wanted to add to that. My pretending I'm a lawyer and my argument and what you think of it first, for myself, I'm the opposite of sexist or racist. I think equality, women should have the same standards, not lower standards, just like they'll say the left with African-Americans, though they can't do math or you can't. I tell they can't. That's very obviously unequal and racist. So my surmise I say the giant elephant in the room is that woman police officer is physically unqualified to be a patrol officer. She was intimidated by the young, big, strong suspect, so she panicked more than her partner, who was a young, tall, athletically built African-American police officer. He has less fear than she has, so she was more fearful and panicked. And also in your city, the guy who got arrested for selling Lucy cigarettes. There was a second video, a wider shot, and there was a skinny African American police woman with her arms crossed. And I was thinking, well, why doesn't she help subdue him? And people say, oh, she's the supervisor. So what? So basically, you- your argument is against what physically uh, inadequate uh, women. The city should not have her. They're liable for having this short, fat lady that's middle aged. Dealing with big, strong suspects, she's not physically equal. She's way lower. And I've seen in in your city, it was, you know, a spectacle or a mockery. The police 
female woman was like a five foot tall Asian woman, and her partner was like Warren Zapp, this huge black guy with big shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, but uh, the, the fact is that she wasn't in jeopardy from him. So her, the, the fact that uh, I'm not arguing with you as to what kind of shape she's in or if she had to physically confront him, it might be different. But um, she was not in physical danger from him. He was running away. I mean, she made a tactical, uh, reasonable law enforcement decision, which is to stop him from driving a, an automobile in a situation in which he'd be driving wildly and crazily in order to get away from the police, which would put people in danger. Other people were in danger, not her. So, I, I mean, your argument may be right or wrong, but I'm not sure it applies to this case. Uh, I, I don't think you, a, a police officer is overreacting when they shoot a person fleeing using an, a, 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 using an automobile. That's extremely dangerous to be driving an automobile through city streets uh, in a way in a way where you're trying to get away from the police. I mean, I know I know we see all these car chases on uh, on TV, but believe me, you do one of those car chases, there's a good chance somebody's going to die. So let's go to um, let's go to Daniel in Long Island. Hello. Hey, my friend. How are you? Okay. Mr. Mayor, I have been taking hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic for over a year. When I got my shots, my jabs, I should say, I had no reaction. I'm 79 years old, and I have been around a lot of people who have had COVID, and I have not caught it. And I want your listeners to know that it is available. All you have to do is go online to America's Frontline Doctors, those are both with S's, dot org, and follow the prompts, and you can get hydroxychloroquine. Well, and um, you should tell people that hydroxychloroquine has been used for 50 years for malaria. Now it's used for, uh, what's the new, new illness it's used for, another one. And it, it has, it's a rather benign uh, drug, meaning, sure, it has side effects, but considerably less side effects than most medicines, and they're all manageable. And basically, people will lie to about hydroxychloroquine. So uh, I'm not surprised by what you're telling me. I have more than a few friends whose lives were saved by hydroxychloroquine. So you're not going to talk me out of it. Um, And I'm not saying you are. I'm just glad that you called. So let's try uh, Mike in Bensonhurst. Hey, Rudy, I see certain things never change. I remember when you defended the cops after they killed Diallo and Patrick Dorisman. You've always been a racist that liked to defend white racist cops. Something is right about you. Well, Mike, you're just totally wrong. And uh, the reality is, um, which, what, which one are we talking about? Which case are we talking about? And Diallo, you pick one. You defended the cops after they murdered Doris Smith and after they murdered Diallo. I did not defend the cops after they murdered uh, Diallo. I said we should wait for the jury verdict. And what was the jury verdict? The case moved out of the Bronx to Albany 
which was unfair. And then on top of that, after the murder of Patrick Dorsman, you said he was no angel. What a scumbag for you to talk about. Yeah, actually, he was no angel. And, and uh, I'm not going to repeat the word that you used because it seems to me you have a rather limited vocabulary. But uh, the reality is, uh, just a week before, Dorsman had punched his girlfriend with a two-year-old baby in the girlfriend's arms. And she had refused to press charges. But there was a police report of that. And he had a juvenile record that was about eight miles long. And finally, I don't think you remember, there was a recording of the murder. And he was attempting to kill the Hispanic police officer, you moron. So why don't you go back into your racist little pigsty, okay? But when you call me, you better have the facts, pal. Because I don't have to use words like yours because I have an intellect. The fact is that Dorisman, about four or five days after, they found a recording that, was, that had been made because the police officer had called for help and he left it on. And you can hear the police officer saying, stop, stop, stop. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. And then the police officer shoots him. And the reason I put out the record is because if you read the Jujenti report, they will tell you that this idea that they make them into um, altar boys causes riots. It's like what happened in Washington Heights. I mean, or... Uh, if, 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 if a guy is violent all his life, if a guy punches his girlfriend a week before with a little baby in her arms, isn't it likely he's going to be violent with the police officer? And therefore, the police officer's actions are justifiable. And before people go riot like crazy, shouldn't they know that? And by the way, um, it's not liable to tell the truth about somebody. What I put out about Patrick Dorisman was absolutely true. The guy was a violent career criminal with a juvenile record that was being hidden. And since he was dead, he didn't have a right of privacy any longer. That's the law. Tough luck if I follow the law. What you're used to is a racist application of the law. And I was a mayor that didn't do it, which is why I saved more black lives than any mayor in history ever. So, I'm Rudy Giuliani. And you see this with common sense. If we keep talking and we keep digging at the truth, we're going to find a solution. On Talk Radio 77 WABC, on January 21st, 1980, gold hit a record the highest in decades. At 8.35 an ounce, it climbed an astonishing 262% in a single year. What was happening in January 1980? The Soviet Union had just invaded Afghanistan. Iranian radicals were holding U.S. hostages. Inflation reached record highs. And the U.S. was languishing under the weak leadership of President Jimmy Carter. Folks, hindsight is not 2020, it's 1980. We're now facing runaway inflation, new threats from Russia and Iran, and a possible recession, and there's no Ronald Reagan to save us. 
But there is gold. Monetary Gold is offering up to $5,000 in gold on account for the first 25 callers at 1-888-204-2141. Monetary Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, a top-five gold company ranking, and they've been around for two decades. Call them to see if you qualify for gold on account at 1-888-204-2141. Hindsight is not 2020. It's 1980. Call Monetary Gold right now. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back for the final segment and my final thoughts as we head into the Christmas uh, weekend. Well, not uh, quite yet because tomorrow we're going to have a special. And um, starting at about 1.15... And there'll be Curtis and I think John Castamatidis and uh, and we'll we'll it's a good time to do a special is on Christmas Eve I think to get a lot of people at home and and wrapping presents and hopefully we can have an an interesting discussion I'm I'm very interested and I took more calls today because I wanted to see your views on the on the Kim Potter case so let me try. Um, let me try uh, Roger in Westchester. Rudy, you are an intellectual genius. Cancel that last call. All right. Merry <laughs> Christmas, everyone. Rudy, you're the man. Okay, listen. The, the yep. female police officer, Potter, she was the second squad car that pulled over, pulled up there. The first squad car had the perpetrator out of the car. The mistake was made by the first police officer who was arresting him. He had him by the perpetrator's car with the perpetrator's car door open. So when he started resisting arrest, he actually just falls back into the seat. Now he's in the car. Now Officer Potter comes up. This woman's a brave woman. She's walking up to an open door where the perpetrator just went in there. She doesn't know if she's going to be greeted with a shotgun. The car is now a 2,000-pound weapon. He could throw in reverse, hit her or the other person. Yeah, isn't that? I mean, isn't that? uh, Right. And doesn't that to, doesn't that make her innocent? <laughs> right. Of, of course she's innocent. If we're on the jury and normal people on the jury, it seems to me the jury was intimidated. It sounded like that judge was uh, was doing something. You know, she sounded like she was hopped up. Really, I heard. Her, yeah, she she didn't sound right. That judge, unfortunately, <laughs> we, it's true. We live in a we now live in. I'm a sorry, I shouldn't. I shouldn't laugh. I keep thinking. You know, uh, I got to admit something. When I would prosecute people, and I remember I convicted a guy, and he got ten years. It was during the summer, and I was, next day I was at the beach on Jones Beach with my friends. I felt so bad for the guy. Ten years in jail. I mean, I, I, did, my, I did my job, and he was guilty as hell. But jail, I mean, I, I don't know if people understand what that means, going to jail. And for a police, it was a police officer that I convicted. And for, uh, I don't tell you what he did. He sold drugs, so it wasn't we weren't talking about nonsense. But... Uh, Jail for a police officer, I mean, it's almost impossible. I, mean, I don't know what they're, t- what they're talking about here in terms of the sentence. but And I also think there's a chance that the case will get reversed on appeal. It's rare that an appellate court throws out a case as being against the weight of the evidence. But when you look at the facts here, and she did have a right to shoot at him, to kill him, to stop him from endangering the city of Minneapolis. Uh, the fact that she made a mistake and used a taser, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. 
Well, let's try John in Long Island. Hi, Rudy. Um, you know, years ago, um, when there were horses and cars were new, people were very frightened of the cars because they ruptured gasoline tanks and accidents and uh, they were uh, smoking around it and they didn't know how to handle themselves around cars. But as the years went by, we became accustomed to them and not afraid of them anymore. And the same thing goes with this COVID thing. Once we learn how to live around it and use it, we shouldn't be afraid. That's a very, very good analogy. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take a look, and, and, and we'll report back to you on mon- Monday or Tuesday. We're going to take a good look at the statistics. I mean, over the weekend, how many people uh, will die from whatever variant uh, of that? Uh, how many die in accidents? And particularly children. Particularly children. Who, who are being told if they're unvaccinated, you know, they're not uh, invited to uh, your Christmas celebration. So let's say uh, little Tommy, who's 11, isn't vaccinated because the parents don't think a kid should be vaccinated. So you got to leave Tommy home because Fauci tells you? Who the hell does he think he is? And where does he think he's living? In Nazi Germany? He doesn't have a right to tell it. We don't need his opinion on that. We have doctors, real doctors, who take care of people. So my final thoughts today are, first of all, listen to us tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. I enjoy shows like that where we've got a whole bunch of people, a lot of talk. I wanted to uh, uh, take more calls today because I wanted to hear your your opinions on Kim. Maybe we can do a, one. Let's see. Right, Stella in Westchester. Stella. Mayor Giuliani, it's uh, really a privilege to talk to you. I, to me, uh, you are just the greatest mayor New York City ever had. So I just want to tell you that. Thank you. But also, you know, I have a question for you. A couple days back, I think it was either last night, yesterday, or the day before, I uh, saw a sm- short little like video of um, of uh, Trump. I guess you saw this too on stage somewhere, and he was saying that he had gotten the booster. And right. I think to myself. Number one, he had COVID. He did. He had it actually a week or two weeks before I did. Right. Why would he even go on TV and and people were actually booing him, some people, and he was like, okay, stop, stop. But it was like, I was so shocked that he would actually go on, t- you know, go on and have and advertise that he got the booster when, number one, obviously didn't need it. Number two, why? Well, I, it doesn't make sense to so- me. Well, I guess the the answer is we don't know if he needed it or not because I don't know if he has uh, still has the antibodies. I don't know that, and that's an individual decision. My decision is I have the antibodies. The antibodies are much stronger than uh, the vaccine. Why the heck take a risk with the few uh, uh, side effects that those vaccines have? But everybody has a right to make their own decision, and. Um, it's interesting that he got. You said he got booed. I didn't. I didn't see that part of it. That doesn't happen to him too often. Well, we're going to be back tomorrow for our Christmas Eve special. So you make sure you tune in. At, I think it's going to be one fifteen. Okay, and remember tomorrow morning, Christmas Eve. Thank God you're in America. God bless America. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 